I'm Tony Preckwinkle, chair of the Cook County Democratic Party. I'd like to welcome you to The 80, our podcast about the party, its candidates, and its leaders. We're beginning the podcast by interviewing our elected Democratic committee people to discuss their backgrounds and thoughts about the history and future of our party. Today, I'm excited to welcome Lou Lang. Welcome. Great pleasure to be here with you. All right, Lou, tell us a little bit about how you got started in politics and uh, what you are doing as committee person. Well, a very long time ago, uh, my father and my uncle, who were on opposite sides of the political spectrum, spent a lot of time hanging out together, yelling and screaming at each other about politics. And I got interested in it and became one of the world's youngest precinct captains at the age of 12. <laughs> and um, uh, nature took its course since then through law school, through uh, 32 years in the General Assembly, and also as committeeman. And I'm, it's an enjoyable job, and it gives me a platform to help the Democratic Party grow. Now, you were 12. Where were you living at the time? Skokie. Skokie. Uh, and um, so I uh, became the committeeman for the organization that I was walking precincts for at the age of 12. <laughs> With your father or on your own? No, on my own. Uh, he was not uh, involved in organized politics, uh, but he was certainly very opinionated. And I heard his opinions a lot about a lot of issues as I was growing up. All right, what prompted you to run for the state legislature? So uh, my first term in the legislature was by appointment. Uh, we've been reading a lot in the press now about appointments to uh, legislative positions where a member uh, retires or resigns or wants to move to the other chamber. Uh, my state representative, Alan Griman, who many will remember, uh, had been a representative of, I think, about 14 years, and then he became a judge. And after that, I was appointed to his position in 1987. And for 32 years thereafter, they couldn't get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was a, a great, great experience in my life. What are you most proud of uh, during your tenure in, in the state legislature? It's a great question, Madam Chairman. Uh, I, I think uh, mostly I was known for being a, uh, a, a calm presence, a person that spoke the truth, a person who was a conscience in the House, uh, and a person who could put two sides of an issue together at a table and come up with a conclusion, find ways to resolve controversial issues. I did that uh, many times. Um, on ethics issues, on issues regarding a major capital bill that we passed, on issues uh, regarding cannabis, uh, which was originally my bill. The uh, medical cannabis law was written by me, of course, with many others' uh, help. Uh, and uh, that's how I became a leader in the Illinois House, through uh, the, the presence of mind uh, to not always be on one side or the other, but to be a good listener. And I think the hallmark of a great leader is to be a good listener. Your tenure was 32 years. Correct. 32 years. How did, you know, it, it's tough being in Springfield. How did you manage? Uh, you know, I treated uh, government not only as my uh, job, although I'm a lawyer, uh, 
people I practice with will tell you I spent more time doing legislating than practicing law. Um, I treated it not only as my career, but I, it was my passion. It was my, my love. And uh, because of that, um, each day was not a grind. Each day was just one more step uh, working on my passions, uh, whether it be legislating, whether it be party leadership, whatever it might be. Being in the legislature gave me the ability to always have a voice and always have a platform. And as you know, uh, I'm not real shy about uh, stating my views on various points of issues. You, you were in the legislature for 32 years. How long have you served the party? I became, uh, after I was a precinct captain at the age of 12, when I graduated law school uh, in 1974, I became the attorney for the Niles Township Democratic Party uh, and uh, remained so uh, until I became committeeman. Uh, as you recall, I uh, followed Cal Sutker, who had been the committeeman for the Niles Township organization for many, many years. He was my mentor in politics and following someone that uh, you respected so much uh, was, uh, was a great thrill for me. That's the, yes, Cal Sutker was a, uh, uh, a member of the Cook County Board, uh, among other things, right? Right. And he was a member of the legislature. Uh, he was the chief hearing officer for the secretary of state's office. And he was state party chairman for a period of time as well. So it was a strong legacy to live up to. Quite true. Quite true. So how has the party changed over the time that you've been a committee person? You have longer tenure than many of us. The party has changed substantially, not only in the way uh, we reach out to volunteers and people we need to work for the party and grow the party, but it's also changed substantially in how we reach out to voters. Uh, as you know, in the digital age, uh, and certainly now in the world of COVID, uh, our reach out is different. We use social media, we use texting, we use phones far more than we used to. When I first started uh, in the political world, it was door to door and door to door is still the best thing to do, of course. Right. Uh, but in the world of not finding quite as many volunteers for each and every precinct in your township as many of us used to have, you have to find new ways to reach out to people. And you also have to find new ways uh, to attract uh, people who you need to help your organization grow and prosper. And uh, it hasn't been easy, as you know. Uh, in the old days, as everyone knows, um, many people who were precinct workers were rewarded with jobs. Uh, thank goodness that went away, uh, but it also made it more difficult for us to um, uh, put enough people out in precincts to run our political organizations. And additionally, in the world that we live in now and have for the last several years, where not only are things polarized between Democrats and Republicans, but oftentimes polarized within our own party regarding how we go about things, uh, regarding uh, what our priorities might be, uh, it, it becomes more and more difficult to grow. 
and you have to develop new and unique ways to reach out to people to get them involved. So, it, you know, one of the things that I've noted, and it sounds like you share this view, is not only is our um, country divided, but within our parties, both the Republicans and the Democrats, it's harder to kind of hold everybody together, uh, given the disparate views that people have. Well, this is certainly true. We see it every day playing out on our TVs relative to the Republican Party the last few years, uh, particularly the last few months. Uh, but it's also true within our own party. Uh, we have to be better listeners. We have to listen to each other. We have to uh, follow the advice of wise people who came before us that uh, who said that, you know, in the world of politics, you can't always get everything you want. Certainly, you can't get everything you want all at once. And we have to find ways to work with each other to find compromises to, as I say, instead of eating the apple with one bite, eating it one bite at a time, eventually it gets done. Eventually, we improve the world and make it a better place. But we have people within our party who, for good reason, are strong advocates who want to do everything all at the same time. And because of that, sometimes we lose focus on the real priority items. We need to find ways to get the real priority items done on behalf of people. And when we do that, other things will follow and we will see, looking back, that we will accomplish our agenda. What do you, speaking of accomplishing your agenda, what do you hope to see from the Biden-Harris administration? First and foremost, uh, I would like them to bring a new level of confidence to the citizens of this country that the federal government's in it for them. We just went through four years where people were pretty unsure whether the federal government uh, cared about regular ordinary people or not. And I think the very first thing they need to do is to accomplish that. Next, they need to bring a new level of civility to discussions. Uh, it's important, as I said previously, to listen to each other, not only Democrat to Democrat, but Democrat to Republican. It isn't enough uh, to have Democrats spend a lot of time lecturing Republicans about how wrong they are. It isn't enough to lecture them about their excesses to the right. We have to find ways to accept that there are cultural differences between us political differences between us, and we have to be able to talk to each other if we're going to bring a new level of civility. And I think there's a real good chance that the Biden-Harris team can bring about uh, a movement in that direction. They're not going to cure it all in the first 100 days, that's for sure. Uh, but with the right rhetoric, uh, with the right leadership, which I think we will get, uh, I think we have a chance to make a dent in this problem. Well, on that positive, hopeful note, I think we'll conclude our interview today. But I really want to thank you, uh, Lou Lang, for joining us and, uh, and wish you well in your tenure as a committee person for Niles Township. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be with you. Thanks again.